Welcome to the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. It's here that we will deep dive into the many different aspects of the mind, body, and spirit, all with the intention that you walk away with steps and a resolve to live better. You ready? Let's get mindful. Hi, I'm Megan, a master certified yoga teacher, public speaker, wellness coach to many women, and a mom on a quest to figure out how to help my family live better. This week, our episode is diving into the topic of mindfulness. I wanted to start here because I know this word is kind of buzzy. I also know that a lot of people don't actually really know what it means. And for a long time, I didn't either. So I'm going to take you on a little journey into the practice of mindfulness and why I think it's key to living better spiritually, emotionally, mentally, all the ways. Let's do it. The first question we have to ask is what is mindfulness? Well, in the dictionary, mindfulness is defined as conscious awareness. Literally, that's it. It's so simple. It just means to be aware. The reason this matters is because current research currently indicates that about 90 to 95% of our thinking is subconscious programming. That means that we're running on 90 to 95% habits and patterns, probably that we picked up as young children. We're doing so much without thinking. Our brain does this in an effort to conserve energy And as humans, that makes us very adaptable and efficient. The problem, though, is that if we aren't careful, we will move and do things in directions that we're not wanting to go, and essentially we'll pass this on to our children just because we have the habit. We will do things like participate in social norms that we don't agree with. We will not live within our highest self and highest intentions, and essentially we won't be able to harmonize our mind, body, and spirit unless we're willing to open up and expand into a more conscious way of being. So we have to wake up, so to say. That's what mindfulness is. It's waking up. It's becoming aware of what we are doing, who we are, and why we are making the decisions that we're making. Y'all know this is the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. This whole podcast is centered on mindfulness. That can look like getting aware of your thoughts. We talk about that a lot here. Getting aware of your feelings. Getting aware of your behaviors. And the idea is that once we are aware, once we wake up and we can see and we can become conscious of what we're thinking and what we're feeling and what we're doing, that we have the power to change it if we so desire. And that's the main message that I feel compelled to share with you on this podcast is that you have the power to change your life. You have so much more freedom than you're probably allowing yourself. You have the keys that unlock the shackles that bind you. Joe Dispenza says that our personality derives from our personal reality. And our personal reality is made up of our thoughts, our feelings, and our behaviors. So as we can become aware of those thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, we're going to have the opportunity to change our entire personality. And in that, our entire life. In the media, you will see things like mindfulness practices and they will give you a list of random things to do like drink tea first thing in the morning or meditate or become aware of your senses which you guys those are all awesome things I literally do all of those things but I think these lists of mindfulness practices fall short because people don't know what they are doing or why it's important also because while these are good at certain times mindfulness is more than just a 
list of specific practices you do periodically. To me, mindfulness is woven into the tapestry of who you are. It's a way of being in the world. It's a lifestyle. It's a way of seeing the world. It's a humility. It's asking yourself constantly, does this align with my highest self? It's getting conscious. You guys know probably that I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And one of the scriptures that we read in the Book of Mormon in 2 Nephi states that this is a paraphrase, but that some will be pacified and lulled into a carnal state and others will have like anger, rage in their heart and they'll like go do bad things on purpose, right? I think most people who are listening to podcasts like this, that you most likely aren't going to rage in your heart and go try to kill people and blah, blah, blah. And the adversary knows that. But he does probably think that you might be easier to get to sleep. That just not being aware of our actions and our thoughts and our behaviors and how they're affecting our futures and others and our life is going to be the way to get you. So in Thessalonians, it states, therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. I often think of Peter in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus asked him and his, the disciples, please just, just watch, you know, observe. And I don't think that's a coincidence that he said to observe because I believe that that's what we can do in our own life is just become an observer. But he says, just watch. And they kept falling asleep. They stopped watching, right? They kept falling asleep. And he's like, seriously, can't you just stay awake for one night and watch me and his disciples? And they're like, no, this is too hard. And I, I see that. I feel that in them because I know as I try to stay awake and observe myself, I struggle to stay awake. I have to constantly remind myself and wake myself back up and restart over in so many different ways. But I don't think it's a coincidence that he's having them watch them in him in Gethsemane because he knows they're going to struggle and wants them to observe, but knows as humans that we're probably going to need his help and his atonement along the way. To be mindful, you guys, to be awake to observe, to watch, to be willing to see, even the things that are really hard to see in yourself. It's definitely a lifestyle and less of a to-do list. It's a way of being, but it brings the most joy. It connects us to God as we're willing to see ourselves and others in truth. It brings us joy to live differently than the majority of society, to not be asleep or a sheep in the sense of following the world. It feels like freedom to not be a zombie that follows the crowd, but it's different. Mindfulness requires work, It can be very uncomfortable and it will require discipline, but it's definitely work worth doing. So then the question becomes how? How do I practice this? How do I weave this into the tapestry of me? How do I become mindful? How do I get more mindful? Well, step one is to wake up. I want you to think of an early morning wake up call. Like your phone goes off, it's really early. You have a decision in that moment. You can either push snooze and go back to sleep. That's comfortable. It's totally comfortable. But you may miss out on all the things the day has to offer you or even the beautiful morning sunrise. You might miss out on some stuff. So you can push snooze and you can make that decision or you can get up and you can get up eagerly to take on the day and enjoy the process. And when I think of this idea of waking up, to what you are thinking, feeling, and doing, I think of what it feels like to wake up in the morning. It can be a little difficult. That wake up can feel groggy. 
you might be a half there and half not. Some of us lay there and are just like, I'd rather not wake up. You know, the age old saying of ignorance is bliss. It's nice to lay in bed, but is it? There's a concept that I teach here called freedom from versus freedom to. And it's one of my favorite things to talk about because I think it gets lost in our world, this principle. But the idea is that we have the freedom from waking up, but we'll lose the freedom to enjoy the sunrise. We'll lose the freedom to enjoy the ability to create the day of our dreams by pushing snooze a bajillion times and staying in bed and not waking up. We can choose the freedom from doing that. You have that agency. You just might lose a greater level of freedom to be able to create. And to me, like I want the greatest level of freedom. And so for me, waking up seems like a good idea. And I think I want to do it with eagerness and excitement and ready to like change, you know, to like create the life that I want. We can, we can choose that. And that's just something we get to, to consciously choose. Step two is don't judge yourself. Cause once you start seeing, <laughs> this is just the, the hard facts is once you start seeing what's going on within you and outside of you and what you are creating and that you are such a creator and that this life isn't happening to you, but you are creating your life. You are, there is the potential to feel shame. I see this in the story of Adam and Eve, right? They take the fruit. So then they have the ability to see Satan comes and he tempts them with shame, right? He says, hurry, hide yourself. Don't let God see you, right? Don't let the father see you. It tells them to run and hide. And to me, that's a perfect depiction of what happens when we wake up. They, they literally wake up, they eat the fruit, and then they go run in shame. And so my challenge, like the biggest thing I can tell you is like, don't do that, right? Like, instead, what does God tell them to do? He tells them to put on a protective garment that will help them on their journey. Instead of feeling shame, now you know that that's not what you want to do. So now we're going to wear this protective garment or like for you, like put on the shield of righteousness and go forward. When you judge yourself, when you think, I shouldn't have been asleep, I shouldn't have been doing these things, it actually keeps you stuck. Judgment does not change behavior. Judgment strifles progression. Instead, what I want you to do is be present. Be okay with where you were. It's not wrong to be wrong. It's okay to look back and be like, whoa, I, that thought was not serving me. But at the time, it was exactly what I was meant to be thinking because I was doing exactly what I felt like I should be doing. I didn't know better. Now I know something different and I'm going to take it and move forward and do something different. And not because I was bad before, but because I want a different result going forward. And this is the true use of your agency, right? Is that we have the ability to choose. And a lot of times, in especially in religious cultures and even just our society in general, Agency is is strifled. It's taken a little bit because we have all these shoulds and all these things like, oh, I should have been better. Oh, I should have done this. And then it keeps us from moving forward. I really, truly believe that should strifle progression. So if you want to keep progressing in this consciousness, waking up in the freedom and the creative, creative freedom that you have, then we have to really watch that natural man that's going to want to shame itself for where it's been for being asleep, right? So you are exactly where you're meant to be. Don't judge yourself. It's so easy to judge yourself, especially, oh, you guys, when you start seeing the hard things to see in yourself, when you start seeing like, oh, I do that. (laughs) I didn't want to do that, but I do that. (laughs) 
it is easy to just feel so much shame, but but watch your thoughts, okay? Watch, be an observer. Oh, that shame is going to compound the negative effects that I don't want. So I have to be really aware. Watch my thoughts, be an observer, and look for what, does shame serve me? No, shame hides. Shame keeps me from going where I want to go. So instead, I want to choose love. Step three, <laughs> whoosh, we got to examine our beliefs. We got to examine the feelings in our heart and we have to examine our behaviors. In one of my favorite speeches is by Elder Enzio F. Boucher, his name is. I love it so much. It's called Unleashing the Dormant Spirit. He talks about this process of observing and examining ourselves and he calls it soul harrowing. He says that this can be uncomfortable. To me, I, I picture there's this tincture that my family takes when we're sick and it's called golden seal and it's terrible. It's so bitter. It's so bitter and it's disgusting, but it's really, really potent and really strong. And when I take it, it's just terrible. I hate taking it, but when I do it, we get better very quickly. And so to me, this is like that. It's like taking that bitter golden seal and it's so uncomfortable when you hate it, but it's it's worth it. It's for a purpose. It's it's going to heal you. It's going to make you better. So we have to examine our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions. And the thing is, is people are like, well, well, once I examine them, what do I do? And that's actually very little of the the portion that we want to focus on. The awareness is 80% of the work. The 20% is then just choosing again to do something different. It requires humility, but but it requires humility even just to see your garbage in the first place, right? So we want to examine our beliefs, our feelings of our heart and our behaviors. And sometimes I like to do just like a list. Like these are the things I've been thinking this week. This is a really good mindfulness practice. These are the things I've been thinking this week. These are the thoughts that are like taking up the most space in my brain. And then I like to look and be like, these are the feelings that are taking up the most space in my day and in my heart. And these are the behaviors that are taking on the most time and energy in my day. So I'll give you a little example of how I've done this this week. So I have been using my phone a lot. I've been noticing myself buffering. So that means that I've been avoiding some of my emotions and feeling kind of negative emotions probably, and then avoiding them and using my phone. And I became aware of that, right? I examined it. I was like, I've been on my phone a lot. I keep thinking thoughts like I don't have time. And I know that those thoughts and that behavior tend to go together a lot because I think I don't have time. I get stressed out. I get on my phone. I make myself have less time. So I've been feeling like I don't have time. So instead, what I've been doing is getting on my phone, which is so silly, right? I'm aware of it now, though. I wasn't aware for a while. Like I I was doing it without being conscious. I examined that behavior and I realized it's not really leading me where I want to go. I have a desire to put good out in the world and I need the time to be able to do that. I can't spend, you know, four hours on my phone doing who knows what, TikTok and Instagram and Pinterest. Like I don't want to continue doing that. It's not that I should get off of it because maybe for another person, that's great. I have no idea. I'm not the judge of other people, but it's for me, it's examining where it's leading me and then choosing what I want instead, right? Or maybe I want to keep doing that, but I don't. It's not, I don't feel like, oh, I should get off my phone. And then there's like this heaviness and this pressure to do it. Instead, it's like, I want to get off my phone because this isn't getting me the results that I want and it's not giving me the future life that I want. And so 
I made the resolution to do a seven-day detox from my phone to just say, we're going to get off social media. We're going to get off the internet for seven days. And it has been very, very interesting to observe my experience, even just on day one. This sounds like a crazy person, and I didn't realize that it was this much, just being honest. But I was feeling like withdrawal symptoms. Like I was irritable yesterday. I was feeling ugh, just gross. And and I wanted to to buffer my emotions. But instead, I went on a walk, which was such a healthier way of dealing with the mo- negative emotions I was feeling. And this morning I woke up feeling fantastic. And so I I just love this idea of like writing down and examining what are my thoughts that are taking up space? What are my feelings that are taking up space? And what are my actions and behaviors that are taking up space? And do I want to keep them? Which ones do I want instead? What would give me the creative future that I desire? The next thing is to choose again. It's to keep trying over and over and over again. This is the practice of mindfulness. It's just living in a way where we're aware that we're awake, that we see, and that we can choose consciously. I just truly believe that like the adversary, Satan, whatever you want to call it, opposition, darkness, like it just wants you to be asleep and it lulls you to sleep thinking all is well, I'm good. I'll just scroll on my phone for 10 hours a day. And then I wake up one day and I realize my entire life has passed and I don't have the relationships I want. And I don't have the future that I want. I don't have the family I want. I don't want have the home I want. I don't have because I was asleep. So I want to help you guys get mindful. In my little group of friends, sometimes we call getting mindful and mindful living, <laughs> taking the red pill. That's what we call it from the matrix, right? You wake up. And you're going to have to take the red pill. And once you take that red pill, you can't unsee it. It's like once you see, you can't unsee. Your eyes open up and you start seeing with a different set of eyes. And you start seeing that some of the societal norms that you participated in were maybe not actually serving you. You start living differently. You start being more mindful of how you interact with the world around you and you start to learn that it's safe to be different. So I want to tell you for me, my journey and some of the things that I became aware of and that I've taken the red pill on. Okay. So I started examining and observing consumerism and I find consumerism very interesting. Our society is huge into consumerism. Everything is a product Everything is something to be sold. Everybody needs everything. We have to have the newest things. I really, my first, this was probably the first touch into examining my behaviors where I saw that I had, I'll never forget this, I had a huge bag of makeup, like just tons of makeup. I probably used three things in it, but I, I just had this huge bag. Why? Because I was told that more is better. And so this was the first thing that really hit me was that less is more. And that is a belief that I like to believe and that consumerism isn't really something that I, I don't want to be a like intense consumer of the world, especially also consumerism of content and information. This one's way harder for me. I love to learn, but it gets overdone sometimes with too much consuming, not enough creating. So I started examining consumerism. I started examining the education system. I started seeing 
that maybe even though everybody else is doing it, maybe that's not what I want to do. And I'm not saying that the education system bad or even buying things is bad, right? I'm not saying either of these are bad, but I just was became aware that maybe there were things that were happening that I wasn't aware of and that they weren't actually going to get me the results I want for my life. I started examining the food that we eat and realizing that this might be causing me disease and sickness and discomfort day to day and bloating and not feeling well. And I started becoming very aware of the food that I put into my body. I examined the way that I eat. I examined how I would just scarf food without thinking that I was eating to release stress. I was eating as a buffer. And that has been a huge wake up for me was examining the way I eat. I started examining my inner and outer state of busyness. I became aware of this notion that I had in my brain or this belief that the busier I was, the better I was. And I started to become aware of what it could look like if I slowed down and what I could feel like if I slowed down. I became aware that everyone is very busy in our society. And busy doesn't even mean like to smart. <laughs> it's not even that they're busy doing things that matter. It's just busy, busy, busy moving and doing, I don't even know what, we're just doers. And so I started examining that and trying to tap more into my feminine essence of being and presence and peace and relaxation and ease. The next one I started examining was my routines and my rhythms, seeing that some things like waking up and scrolling first thing in the morning aren't serving me, <laughs> that because I'm so busy that I have these strict routines that I feel like I have to do instead of just waking up easy and slow in the morning and enjoying the sunshine and living a natural and well life, right? So I started examining the ways that I viewed my religion and others. This one was a really big one for me. So many people have take issue with religion. I actually understand that big time. I, I started examining the ways I viewed my own religion. Was I making my religion my God? That was a big eye-opener for me. My religion is a vehicle and a help to get me to God, but it isn't God. Am I putting the beliefs of my religion over what God has told me, which is just give and love, you know? Like, am I making my religion my God or am I making God my God? And that has been really, really expansive experience for me. And I love religion because I do believe it is a vehicle to God. But it's one that if we make our God can get real messed up real fast. And I love learning from other religions. But again, is it my God? No, God is my God. And that has been a huge mindset shift for me. The next one that I had to go through was examining perfectionism and an achiever mindset. I can see that I didn't allow myself to fail. I thought that goodness came from achievement. I felt like my worth came from achievement. These were all things that were not serving me as failure is the way to success, right? I started examining my feminine and my masculine energy and working on balancing it. And mindfulness, this is, has been the work. And so you guys, as you listen to this and then you go forward with your day, I want you to practice just waking up. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to feel like that morning, like when, you're, when your alarm goes off and you're just like, oh, I don't want to do it. But but instead, be eager. Take on the day. Take on mindfulness. Take on awareness. Take on 
this energy. I think you're going to be so surprised at how your life gets better so fast and so good. It gets so good. It gets so, so good. You guys can expect in this podcast for us to be talking a lot about our thoughts. You guys already know we talk about that, but you can expect moving forward that we're going to be talking a lot about our thoughts. We're also going to be talking about our feelings, which I know some of you are like, oh, can we please not talk about feelings? No, we can. We're going to talk about our feelings. And then this one is where I'm really excited. We're also going to move into talking a little bit more about our behaviors, how we can be more mindful, how we can live more mindfully. These are some of the topics that I have in mind. We're going to be talking about decision-making, clarity, focus, integrity, confidence, other people's opinions of us, overcoming negative perspectives, eating healthy food. We're going to be diving into mind, body, spirit, right? This is body. Healthy food, exercise, what sunlight does to your body, dopamine, serotonin, all the good chemicals, earthing, grounding, vitamin D, nature, meditation, cold plunges, foot zoning, birth, all the stuff I love. Spirit, we're going to be diving into the spirit, walking in God consciousness, taking upon us the name of Christ, the divine masculine and the divine feminine, manifesting with God, submitting one's will, unlocking the shackles, effort and ease, purpose and your dharma, money's place in the kingdom, unleashing the dormant spirit, alignment, creation, and then environment. You guys, we're going to be talking about cleanliness and our atmosphere. We're going to talk about parenting, raising kids, our callings saying goodbye to social norms, like it's safe to be different. We're going to be talking about homeschooling, motherhood, business, the process of creation, fall in the atonement, and heart. I am excited to bring on some guests to help me do this, and I'm excited to dive back deep into this podcast. I hope you are here for it. You guys, these podcasts are typically between a half hour and an hour. I love chatting with you guys. If you enjoy this, will you subscribe, leave a review. Will you share it with your friend? I'm not going to be on social media. You guys heard me talking about that. So if you're willing to share, it would be like just the nicest, best help ever. So I am so grateful I get to speak to you guys every week. We will see you next time. Let's get mindful.